Well, uh, we are super excited for this morning. We got some fun things planned for you. Um, I'm going to tell you first and foremost that I've personally had a lot of fun with the music. So let's worship together this morning. Let's praise his name and focus on Christ, who on this day, roughly 2,000 years ago, was risen from the dead. Stop the Lord Almighty. Who 
Sorry, I've got a lot of things going on here, so I'm going to go ahead and switch some of those things, but I also want to read a passage of Scripture. Um, so, one of the interesting things about Easter is that so many of us, we, we celebrate it every year. Um, some of us don't, but that's fine. Uh, some of us celebrate it every year, and it's become just a novelty in a, in a lot of ways. But this is the day that we celebrate because it's ultimately the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And it's in this day that we find our hope, our hope for something more beyond this world, our hope for, for something, a deeper meaning beyond the surface uh, realities of life that we can see in every day. Um, I want to read a passage of scripture for, from 1 Corinthians 15. If, uh, if you don't know this, this whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, is all about the resurrection. It's a great chapter to read. I encourage you to read the whole thing. But for this morning, I want to read, starting in verse 50. This is uh, the Apostle Paul writing. He says, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. But we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with imperishable, and the mortal, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the, hope, or your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And I love this passage because it's a clear explanation of our hope. That our hope does not reside in something in this world. And I don't know who, who you are. Um, I know some of you. <laughs> but there's some of you that joining in that I don't know. Um, and I don't know where you may be at with your faith, with your relationship with God at all. But know that Jesus has, has accomplished everything that is needed for you on the cross, but then on this day that we, we celebrate the resurrection, 
he makes all things possible. He makes reconciliation possible. He makes celebration possible, knowing that death ultimately is not the end for us. So we're going to sing a couple more songs before we get into the message. But um, as we sing these songs, I just want to encourage you to focus on the words, to know that we, we strive to lift Jesus up, to worship him, because he is the one who's accomplished all of this for us. Just the doorway into resurrection life. 
for us not only did you uh, die on the cross for our sins but you defeated death once and for all in your resurrection and then you extend that promise to us and tell us that we can expect to be resurrected as well that death is not the end for us so we thank you Jesus and pray that you would speak to us this morning this Easter Sunday would you give us a message that we need to hear would you speak to us, even for those of us who may be tuning in that may not be uh, completely sold on you, <laughs> who may not believe that you are who you say you are, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to us this morning. 
So Jesus, we thank you so much. We offer you ourselves this morning. We pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, go ahead and check out this video and we'll continue on in a moment. Well, good morning, church. Uh, I trust that you enjoyed uh, Alex and that time of worship. Happy Easter to all of you. Uh, I'm hoping that it's an incredible day for you. Wherever you are tuning in here in Colorado, we have several inches of snow, and it is still snowing. It's kind of God's way of reminding us He's in charge uh, every Easter, no matter when it is. It snows for us, uh, and so uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, It's Easter. It's different, but it's the same. It's uh, changing, but really it's unchanging. And we're separate, but we're together. And the exciting thing is this is an Easter you will never forget. This is an Easter that you will be telling your friends and family and grandkids about uh, for generations to come. And so this is actually an exciting time because the truth of the gospel is still the same. And, but it's specific for us today in the culture that we're currently living in. Next week, we launch a brand new teaching series uh, where we're taking a look at the New Testament book, 1 Peter. And we have titled that sermon series, Hope in the Midst of Chaos. And uh, God obviously knew what he was doing when he put that on our hearts to do this teaching series. Over a year ago, we planned on it and we titled it Hope in the Midst of Chaos, and it seems very fitting for us today. And so we'd love for you to join us here back on this channel, at least for now, uh, next Sunday at 10 o'clock as we begin a journey in the book of First Peter. But today is Easter. And I always look forward to reading the Easter story. Every year when this day comes about, I'm super excited to jump into the Gospels and to read the Easter story because I think it is A, miraculous, but B, it's super exciting and it just reinvigorates the hope that I have. Uh, And so, For us, we come to this story at a time when a lot of us are exhausted or we're news weary, we're ready for some good news, certainly some news that's even better than, let's say, uh, a beautiful forecast in Colorado where it's going to be sunny and warm and we can hit the trails or maybe your Easter lunch that's waiting for you. The, The news we're talking about today is the best news Ever as we reflect on its meaning, you see, Jesus said on Good Friday, It is finished. 
But the resurrection is not the end of the story. It's not over. And so we're going to dive in. If you have your Bibles, I would love for you uh, to run and grab one of those in your house. We're going to be in John chapter 20. I'll give you a little bit of time to turn to that. If you're new to the Bible or new to church or maybe someone just invited you and uh, you're kind of new to all this, then the New Testament is kind of the second half of the Bible. If you go kind of midway through and then to your right, like a quarter inch, half inch uh, to your right, you'll find the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. John chapter 20 is our passage for this morning. We're going to start in verse 1, and so I'd love for you to follow along on your, in your own Bible, or you can just listen uh, to the words. Hear the gospel story. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb, and they were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter. Sorry for Peter. Uh, but he reached the tomb first. He stooped, and he looked in, and he saw the linen wrappings lying there and he didn't go in then Simon Peter arrived and went inside he also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus's head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings uh, in in the um, in those days often if someone was finished with their meal they would just throw their napkin to the side as if to say it's finished I'm done with this meal I'm not coming back but if they were going to come back they would fold those linens together and then leave them neatly at the dinner table as to suggest I'm coming back so if you read this we see that his linens are lying there but the one that covered his head is folded up and lying apart from all the other wrappings. He is coming back, amen? Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and he believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said that Jesus must rise from the dead. And so they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying and as she wept, she stooped and looked in, and she saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angel asked. Well, because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. She turned to leave and she saw someone standing there and it was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Again, she's asked, dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, and she turned to him and she cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go and find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. 
And Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. And then she gave them his message. The word of the Lord. No matter if you read the gospel in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, the thing that pops out of the pages is this. The resurrection is only the beginning. It's not the end. In Mark chapter 16, verse 7, after his death, Jesus tells his disciples to go on to Galilee where he will be waiting for them in person. Not in theory, not in thought, but in person. In, in the Gospel of John, Jesus hangs around to let Mary know that he's still there. And although he won't let her hug him or touch him because of social distancing, just kidding, that was not in the Bible, but nevertheless, he wouldn't let her hug him or hold on to him because he's about to ascend to the Father. And I love this. Jesus chooses a woman to be the very first one to reveal his resurrected body. And why is that important? He says, don't hold on to me. He warns her and she needs this jolt from Jesus deeply planted within her. That the realization that from now on, it won't be like it was before the crucifixion. Things are different. From now on, she would encounter Christ in the community of the church and not in an earthly flesh body, but in the church. And although it still contained the crucifixion wounds in his hands and in his side and on his back and on his head from the beatings that he endured, as he would quickly show Thomas his body was not the same. It can't be like it was before. It's different. It's finished. But it's not over. It's this mysterious paradox. You know, this week marked the 75th anniversary of the martyrdom of one of my absolute heroes, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer was executed at a concentration camp in Flossenburg by his Nazi captives based on his faith in Christ, but also his political uh, statements and beliefs. And on the morning of his death, as he approached the place where he would be executed, these were his final words. He said, this is the end. But for me, it's the beginning of life. He knew momentarily that he would see the face of his risen Lord. And that his life would be finished, but it's not over. That there was more to come. That the best was yet to come. A new life was beginning. In fact, look back at our passage in John chapter 20. Look at Mary. Jesus commissions Mary. Yes, that Mary. If you've read the Bible and, and you've studied this particular Mary, you know this is a big deal. This Mary has been chosen to be the first evangelist. Go tell my brothers, as he refers to his disciples here, that I am alive. I am resurrection, resurrected. Oh, and by the way, no one else is supposed to do it. You. You go tell them. 
You tell them what you've seen. You tell them what you've experienced. You, Mary, who is one of the five people who stood by my cross and refused to let me die in suffering alone. Yes, you, Mary. You, Mary, who has been consistently politically incorrect, accused of all sorts of things, including being a prostitute. Yes, you, Mary, called by name. And she is reminded that the life and the hope that Jesus poured into her life, it's only the beginning. It's finished, but it's not over. And as early as 200 A.D., Mary was the subject of writers in the early church. Remember that women, especially in the Greco-Roman culture, were seen as significantly lower than men. Even oftentimes lower than mangy, homeless dogs. That's what women were thought of. And writers reduced Mary to a scarlet sinner, even though she was a hero. And sure, Mary would love to go back. She'd love to hit the restart button. She'd like to make better decisions. She'd like to make changes on her past, as I'm sure you and I both would. But Jesus takes her as she is. And he calls her the cross of Jesus Christ. Much like your name and my name shouts the name of Mary. And that turns this story on its head for me. As I've been contemplating all week, as I've been listening to Alex play worship music in my house all week, practicing, getting ready for this morning, it's caused me to pause Why? Because I too am gifted at sinning. I too am more successful at messing up than I am succeeding. I often don't see the face of my Savior because my head is down in my shame of my sin. Of what could have been. If I could go back several years and do things over, make better choices, change my thinking, change my words, change my actions. You see, we all weep for past mistakes, for what could have been or, or what might have been if, if things had looked differently in our limited knowing and comprehending. But these words in John's gospel provide the foundation that give me an anchor for hope. These words allow me to place down my entire weight on hope, not solely in the present, but in the eternal. And the same hope is available to you today, right here, right now. It is finished, but it's not over. And this is the most wonderful story ever. And how can one not want to shout it from the rooftops? This message that there is more to life than what is seen. There is more to life than than what we absorb here and now. There is an eternity waiting for us as we cross that threshold, a sphere that is loving and filled with perfect joy and perfect hope. This, my friends, is the Easter message. 
It's finished, but it's not over. We have been redeemed. And for me, Brian Hayes, born in Winfield, Illinois, on March 29, 1974, and with the many pages of my life that capture my dark chapters of life, I need to know that there's a reason for my life. That I, like Mary, have a faith and a story worth talking about that is more than my brokenness. That's more than my shame. That's more than my sin. That's more than my loneliness. And yes, some of my pages, they're not pretty. But I, like Mary, am an eyewitness I am an eyewitness to the truth of John 3.16. I am an eyewitness of the truth of every page of the scriptures because I have been redeemed. I have been rescued. I, like Mary, Mary proclaims that she touched, seen, and heard all of these sensory verbs that we see in 1 John chapter 1, verses 1-3. through 3. That is to say this, this is real. And we have to say something about it. Or in John's case, we have to write something about it. We can't keep it to ourselves. And in our Easter story in John 20, Mary moves this progressive journey in three different distinct ways. She moves from the Greek participle weeping in verse 11. It's okay to weep about your past. It's okay to weep about your struggles. It's okay to weep about your brokenness. And then she moves to turning in verse 14 because she hears something. And then to proclaiming in verse 16. Mary weeps for the past and she turns when she's called by name, recognizing the voice of her salvation. And then she proclaims his identity. Teacher. And that is what we do as Christ followers. We weep for what is not right in this world. We weep for injustice. We weep for oppression. We, we weep for racism and hunger and abuse, and selfishness, and sickness, and COVID, and social distancing, and online school for crying out loud, and for high cholesterol, and sore backs, and sore knees. We weep for what's not right in this world, and it's good to do that. But then we must turn and remember that we are the precious children of the living God of this universe. Easter is so much more than just the, the, the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. It is what that allows to be true. We are called by name, by the teacher, because of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He knows our name and he calls us. Riley of Superior. Cody of Erie. Cheryl of Broomfield, Deb of Lafayette, Judy of Brighton, John and Darlene 
of Louisville. He calls us by name. And imagine that morning hearing Mary. Not woman. Not hey stranger. Not hey you, but called by name in love. And this morning Jesus speaks to you, to you your name in love. And I wonder what is your response? What's your response as he calls you by name? This loving Savior. And in Luke chapter 7, verse 22, says that Jesus told them, quote, Go and tell John what you see and hear, that the blind recover their sight. Go and tell. There is no longer anything between God and us. The temple curtain has been torn forever. It's been removed. You have full access to a brand new life that you otherwise didn't have access to. Christ's resurrection actually becomes the eighth day of creation because all things Things are new. Friends, Jesus said it is finished, but oh, it is not over. It's not even close to being over. The enemy lost. It's just the beginning, and this is the Easter message. And your life hurts and pains may be finished, but your life is not over. Your sin, your struggle, your marriage problems, your goofs, the abuse that you experienced at some time in your life, your anxiety, your depression, your loneliness, you being out of work, your past relationships, your past dark, hurtful mistakes, they do not define you. Christ defines you. They don't mean it's over. Jesus defines you. Culture doesn't dictate your life. For you have heard of the living God. You have heard of him. You have heard this morning. You see, the events of Easter are about a loving God who gave his son Jesus freely to be handed over to the authorities, to be beaten and mocked and eventually killed in your place. The sting of judgment and punishment and eventual death for your sin your separation from the Father was carried by Jesus. And he died a death that he did not deserve so that you could have access to a life more than you could ever ask or imagine. But death couldn't break him. No way. The grave couldn't hold him. Darkness was turned into light. The sun came up. Easter morning came. Victory was had and hope was given for everyone. He rose again and he sits at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. And the Bible says there will be no more COVID. 
No more pain, no more tears, no more death, no more sickness, no more struggle of any kind because Jesus will come again to make all things new. All of creation will clap its hands as it approaches the throne of Jesus who is worthy to be praised along with all the saints, singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That is coming, friends, one day. You see, the enemy, in complete arrogance and deception, rejoiced on Friday when Jesus said, It is finished. But he failed to realize it's not over. It's not even close to being over. Friends, this pandemic, this is going to pass. And there will be a new tomorrow. And yes, yesterday as we known it might be finished. But life as we know it, it's not over. Jesus still has a plan. He has a plan for culture. He has a plan for this world. He has a plan for you if you'll just give him a chance. If you'll just take another step. Your life is not over. It may be just the beginning for you. And so friends, please be safe. And may God bless you today. May your day today be changed because you've heard this truth. May your day today be changed because you spent time in the scriptures. And may you feel the, the arms of the Father holding you in peace this day. It's finished. For he has risen. He has risen indeed. Let's pray together. God, we thank you. I, I, I want to thank you for me. I want to thank you that that I am a, a new creation, that my old self is gone. And yes, sometimes it bubbles up to the surface and then you have to just pull that weed out. You have to root that out of me. And yet I'm a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. I thank you for every single person who's listening or watching right now live this Easter time as we celebrate and worship you, you who, are, who is the only one who's worthy to be praised, you who provide everything that we ever need, you who heals the depths of our heart that are broken, the struggles in who we are, you are worthy and you have risen and we rejoice in that. Thank you that the grave couldn't hold you. Thank you that death has been beaten and there is no sting any longer. Oh, it's finished, but it's not over. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Um, so I prepared something fun for you. Um, but not just fun. I'm hopeful that it's meaningful as well. But uh, I'm going to get set up for it. So this song, instead of feeling like you need to sing along to this song, uh, I would love for you to feel like you can just sit back and pay attention to the words and let it hit you. Because this song is based on this truth 
that, that just as the grave couldn't hold Jesus, it's not going to hold us either, that our hope extends far beyond that. So I want to invite you just to, to sit back and listen. The words will be up for you to, to look along. If you want to sing along, feel free. But uh, this is a gift for you.
incredible uh thanks alex uh for that hopefully you're blessed with that um i want to read mark 
chapter 16, starting at verse 5, same account of the story in a different way. It says, when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were in shock, but the angel said to them, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. And the women fled the tomb trembling and bewildered. They said nothing because they were so terrified. I just want to encourage you. You have heard the good news. Tell someone. (laughs) Jesus is not here. He has risen just as he said. Be in peace. uh, Rest in peace today. Continue to enjoy your Easter experience. Uh, We are so glad that you've been able to join us in a very unique way uh, from all around the world. Uh, Don't forget to uh, tune in with us next week. Uh, at 10 o'clock as we kick off our new series on 1 Peter, Hope in the Midst of Chaos. And with that, let's continue to worship and we'll continue to enjoy our time. God bless you. So we're going to finish with one last song and this one's called King of Kings. And again, just with a response, I want to invite you to sing along, turn up the volume and, and truly sing. Let's look to Jesus as our king, as the king of the universe, the one who commands all of creation and the one whom death could not even hold down.
joining us. Um, we hope that this was a blessing to you, but more than anything, we hope that, that this drew you closer to Jesus wherever you're at. So we would love to walk with you if, if you would allow us to. Check us out online. Check out our website, rockcreekchurch.org, and find ways to get plugged in. Reach out to us if, you, if you'd like, but uh, more than anything, we just want to help you as many ways as we possibly can to grow closer with him. So happy Easter. He is risen. Hopefully you said it. Hopefully you're ready. <laughs> um, but have a great, blessed day. Have fun. Do your traditions as much as you can inside. But we love you, and we'll see you next week.